we all know snacking is big and produce brands are making more snackable sizes and value added products for the supermarket produce department. But what about nuts? And more specifically, the nut bar category. When does it belong in produce rather than a center store aisle? And why are produce buyers asking for them? Hi, I'm Amy Souter, your host for the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. In this episode, I'm talking with Drush Schrader, founder and CEO of South 40 Snacks, a company that makes a super premium nut bar, which just launched in major retailers like Whole Foods Market, Safeway, and Amazon, and a launch is coming soon into most Kroger banners nationwide. Before we dive in, don't forget, the next contest of the Produce Artist Award Series is coming up, and it will be all about summer, mid and late summer merchandising displays. So take your photos now, and you can email them ahead of time. And tell your, or if you're not the right person, tell produce merchandisers and managers to email us six to 10 photos, higher resolution the better, of their current store produce displays, along with their name, job title, company, and location, and email it to artists, that's plural, so A-R-T-I-S-T-S, at producemarketguide.com, and enter PMG's Produce Artist Award Series Contest. You get prizes, and recognition in your photos with your name and company are splashed all over the Packer and PMG and our socials and all that stuff. But let's get back to Josh and join the chat as we talk nut bars in produce. Hi, this is Amy Souter, and we have with us today Josh Schrader, founder and CEO of South 40 Snacks. Welcome. Hi, hello. Thank you for having me. So the reason we're talking with you is because um, you're in the nut bar and nut category at retail, um, which is going into or already in uh, the produce department, which is, you know, obviously our focus. So um, tell us a little bit about your company and how you got started and your products. Sure. Um, well, again, thank you for having me. So um, the company, the genesis of the company uh, really started as a sunflower seed company. Um, so in 2019, we launched these giant sized sunflower seeds, which are a uh, unique varietal of seed uh, that we import from Israel. Uh, it's the only place they grow, although we are growing some in Argentina now as well. Uh, but they are, you know, a really special, very unique varietal, not like the typical sunflower seeds that people are used to. And so when we launched the, the business as a sunflower seed company, we thought, well, produce is the right place to be. And, and why is that? Because, you know, when you kind of get out of the salty snack aisle, um, center store, you know, if you have something unique, something highly differentiated, something better than the rest, something simple, pure, not a bunch of ingredients and so forth, then naturally produce is the right 
place to be. And so uh, that's really how we started. And um, we um, had a lot of success and got a lot of distribution in produce direct with local retailers around the country. Uh, but the honest truth of the matter is being a, a one skew sunflower seed company makes no sense at all. Like who would do that? Why would you work that hard to sell sunflower seeds only? That was the realization I had. So, you know, kind of thinking about what could we do next um, was kind of very much top of mind. And it was just about over a year ago uh, in some of my travels around the world, I met these guys who make these most extraordinary nut bars that are, um, they're made in Greece and they are very traditional kind of Mediterranean nut bars, um, bars that you find across the region. Actually, you find similar kinds of products around the world. Um, this is typically how people eat bars when you get outside of the U.S. Um, Can you show it up closer? Yeah. So, I mean, so these bars are basically four ingredients, you know, it's, yeah. it's uh, the primary nut and then a little bit of honey and sugar and a little glucose syrup and that's it. So four ingredients compared to some of our competitors, right. Who have about, you know, 15 to 17 ingredients. So it's just a very pure and delicious, wholesome product. And um, we started introducing that in January to, um, produce buyers uh, around the country who were already buying our seeds and some who were and some who, who were not, but the reception has been uh, overwhelmingly positive and uh, everyone's bringing them in. So we're really excited to be launching them. And um, again, I think produce makes complete sense. If you're looking for an energy bar, um, if you are feeling really protein deprived and need like you know, protein powder and egg whites and all kinds of functional fillers just to give you a boost, then probably head over to the energy, you know, the energy bar, nutrition bar uh, section of the grocery store. But if you're looking for just a delicious, wholesome, nutty snack, crunchy, nutty snack, then these bars are for you. And so that's kind of very much our positioning and we're sticking with it. And the produce strategy is really all about differentiation and and bringing something more premium, premium and something very unique to those customers. And um, and it's resonating. So in January, you were starting to um, get in front of retail produce buyers and and offer these these bars, these nut bars. Yeah, so we just launched the bars in January, and yeah. um, and so um, yeah, it's going it's going quite well. We've got um, a lot of distribution in Safeway regions around the country, and we're in um, Whole Foods here in the Northwest. Um, we're in different grocery stores all over the country, and um, the sort of exciting news is that we're launching in almost all Kroger stores and Kroger banners nationally in a couple three weeks here. So that's that uh, huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's exciting. And, you know, what's interesting is and we've heard this from the folks at Kroger and elsewhere is, you know, in these kind of inflationary times too, nut sales are way down 
And, you know, people are not necessarily buying like they used to $10 or $13 big bags of pistachios or macadamia nuts um, at the same volumes that they were. And so the idea of a $249 or $299 nut snack is very appealing to them in terms of just kind of, you know, some incremental um, revenue that, that they can, that they can get. So I think, um, I think that's positive. Yeah. So yeah, I was about to ask you to name names of retailers and, uh, you did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's a pretty long list of them as well. Um, you know, of other retailers and, you know, again, I think, you know, for us as a young company, the challenge is awareness. I think that's, um, you know, we know we've got a great product and the packaging looks great and we've got some really good POS, you know, merchandising tools, um, that, uh, are, proving to be quite popular. And so now it's really just about getting the word out and getting awareness. So when people, you know, run into us, they know what it is and they pick it up and buy it. So. So how do you, do you place it like in my local supermarket, the, the nuts are in the produce section uh, near the cut, you know, the baby carrots and everything. And uh, they're in its their own little Island. And uh, would you put, uh, your product near the the bags or the containers of of nuts. Yeah, I mean, you know, every every retailer is different, and you know, so so where they merchandise nuts and ancillary items like this really depends. Um, varies even within Kroger, it it varies from banner to banner. Um, so you know, I think it um, there's no clear answer to that, and okay. so. And in fact, that's part of the reason why, you know, some of these displays that we're rolling out are a really important part of the strategy as well. Um, These um, displays, you know, I think in in the produce department, you can see here, this is our our new display. Um, Yeah. You know, produce, it's it's important. There's so many bright, bold, big displays you know we have uh some some other companies i you know i think uh wonderful but really That's kind of what i was about it. to say i see that exactly. everywhere they're the masters at this right they kind of paved the way um yeah it's a big bold and beautiful displays that you sort of like walk into it's like wow you know it's a big statement and so I think um, that's very important to us as well. So that's part of our strategy. Um, let's let's do that so that you know people um, you know can interact with us literally uh, as they as they walk the as they walk into the department. So um, we're doing you know these corrugate displays. They're like fully loaded, assembled shippers that we are sending out, and as well as these racks, which hold um, either just seeds or the seeds and the sunflower seeds. So you know what we're really developing here is um, kind of a portfolio of product that uh, can live in produce and the idea is that people will come to know the brand and know South 40 and you know trust the quality that we deliver and I think you know again if you look at if you look at our packaging um, it's really all about simplicity and transparency what you see is what you get Uh, when you look at this you can see oh wow I mean that's just like loaded with pistachios I mean there's no cheap fillers there's no um it's it's what you see is what you get literally and um you know I think we have more nuts than any other bar on the market 
Um, we're not adding, as I said, you know, whether it's rice crisps or date paste or um, protein powders. I mean, that's just, that's a very different kind of positioning for a product. Right. More on the like fitness aisle. Yeah, exactly. So we, you know, we like to think taste first, right? It's all about, it's all about taste. So yeah, they each, I, right. I had a, a chance to taste each of the major nut bars and basically my favorite are the ones that are just my favorite nuts already. Cause they taste like that. Exactly. <laughs> which, know, which one was your favorite? I mean, pistachios are some of my favorite cashews. Uh, I mean, cause cashews what have the most fat. So that tastes the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And then one of those, their flaxseed one, it's been a long time since I tasted. Yeah, no, no flaxseed. So right now there are six flavors, kind of your core nuts. So we have an almond and a cashew and a peanut and um, a hazelnut, which is oh, really delicious, and pistachio, and a mixed nut. And in the fall, we're planning to launch three more new uh, nut bars as well. Uh, we're looking at a pecan and a macadamia and a marcona nut bar. Oh, so that's awesome! Of- amazing. Yeah, taking that kind of ultra premium positioning. I mean, who else does that? Nobody does that, right? Nobody like takes just whole nuts and nothing else and makes something delicious. Um, you know, if you look at other other nut bars, you know, they're kind of equalizing their cost by adding all of these other fillers. And that's just not what we do. So it's, you know, it's just get the nut, add a little sweetness. Uh, with the honey and hold them together somehow. And um, it's, you know, they're, they're delicious. And again, as I kind of mentioned, what's really interesting about this is this, we hear from people all the time, whether, you know, they're from India or Mexico or um, Spain, Italy, like, oh, these are like, these are the kind of nut bars we grew up eating, you know? So um, it's interesting because around the world, if people had, nuts nut trees and maybe bees flying around that created honey you know this is what they would eat this is what they would make and um and this is what they what they would eat and so it's a simple little bit sweet and crunchy and um just super fulfilling um so anyway we're really excited to bring them to the u.s and because there's really nothing quite like it here so um you did bring up one question I had about your your original, the was it sunflower seeds? Um, what makes them? Yeah, could you show that closer? It's like, okay, yeah, those still have the shells. Yeah, they're in they're in the shells. So so they're um, for a certain type of human that enjoys cracking and spitting. Um, it's not for everybody, but there are a lot of them. A lot of people like that out there, and. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing about the sunflower seeds is it's a it's a pretty habitual thing. Uh, people who like sunflower seeds they tend to eat them habitually, and so and some people eat them for different reasons too, like they're trying to lose weight or quit smoking or just pass. Yeah, the time. smoking came up in my head. Like that would just be something to just replace a nervous habit or something. Exactly. Maybe just stay awake if you're driving. So yeah. when people discover a brand they don't switch like they're very, very loyal. And so um, we've really developed a very loyal, almost rabid following with, (laughs) 
and flower seed consumers. Like when we go out of stock, our phones are ringing here. It's crazy. Are there particular areas of the country or, or? Yeah. I mean, I think people tend to eat more seeds in the South, you know, in the warmer climate where people are outdoors more, where they can spit, and make a mess. Yeah. <laughs> wherever so on their front porch or... but they really they sell all over but i yeah i mean i would say texas is a big region for us so yeah yeah you just picture like a rocking chair and just yeah i don't know yeah <laughs> um but uh what so but is there a technique on how to crack them i'm not gonna get into that <laughs> These are the seeds from Argentina that we just grew. You can see, okay. how, you can see how big they are. Yeah. Um, there are a technique. There is, you know, if you go on, if you want to Google it, search it, like how to eat sunflower seeds, you're going to find, um, you'll see a lot of videos. There's this whole notion of, um, I think, started and perpetuated by baseball players mm. that you're supposed to shove a handful in your mouth and eat them that way, which is... Um, a little unusual, I think. Um, ours are too big, by the way. You couldn't do it. So, like, good luck. If you try and do it that way, you're going to end up, like, with a mouthful of seeds. So, um, in most of the rest of the world, people eat sunflower seeds one by one. Yeah, I don't know how you would crack the shell off a whole mouthful at once. Yeah, and and I'm convinced that that is actually how most people eat sunflower seeds, is one by one. Yeah. Now not by the handful. And I think that is, again, part of why we're having some success because um, our seeds are too big to fill your mouth with them, honestly. And so. what, um, like once you take off the shell, what makes them different than the kind that we're used to? Yeah, well, so it's all about the varietal, right? So, so we have this unique varietal. It's a lower oil content sunflower seed. So it's less prone to rancidity, but it's also really imparts a much more nutty flavor than, um, than typical seeds, you know? So um, it's really like with any produce item, I mean, there's varietals. And so then there are varietals of sunflower seeds and um they're just, uh, it's a nuttier, it's really, it's a, it's a seed that's been cultivated over the years, really specifically as a snacking seed. Okay. Um, so again, yeah, lower oil content and um, perfect roast, a little bit of salt. It's they're not as good. much the kind that people, like, they're not as much meant for, I mean, they can be probably, but they're not geared towards sprinkling it on salads or soups or... Right. Yeah, and that's a whole different category, honestly. You know, of, of shelled sunflower seeds, that's it's that's really much more of an ingredient, I would say, than kind of just like a a yeah. seed. Um, so you could do that. It, it would take a little work, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to shell them all first. Um, but uh, no, this is really just for like passing the time, hanging out, you know, yeah. eating some seeds. So, but does bring me to. Um more of an overall trend question of um, I've been hearing a lot about how uh, U.S. consumers are snacking more than ever. And it's just and produce needs to get on that more and more um, because other companies are really benefiting from this or, or you know, changing their tax based on that. Um, and 
is this basically what you're offering is is that it sounds like i mean this you know this is a trend that's been going on for some time um you know my previous company was sahali snacks so i've been in the nut and seed business for a while so uh, that was a, a previous company that i started and um you know we really rode that wave back you know 10 years ago and mm-hmm. it just continues um people are snacking you know more than they sit down for like three square meals a day people snack or graze throughout the day um so that's a very real thing um but then i think you know the other thing is that people are much more intentional about what they eat and so looking for healthier options the whole sort of better for you wellness focus it's you know it's not a a fad it's not a blip it's it's uh it's very much here to stay and so i think you know it's not um uh, it's, it's, it's central. And I think that in produce, again, uh, you know, there's this whole notion of what people are looking for in, when they're walking a produce aisle versus a snack aisle. And I, you know, again, I think it's about more intentional buyers, more discerning buyers, people who are much more interested in freshness, um, in picking up products and, or snacks where they don't kind of have to, turn over and look at a long ingredient statement and decipher whether or not this is something they want to put in their body. Um, it's just much more straightforward. And so that is definitely something that um, we're focused on. And I think everything we do is kind of geared towards that. Again, going to the, the, the sort of clear, transparent packaging, what you see is what you get. You don't have to turn it over and read the ingredient statement if you don't want to. Kind of like if you pick up, you know, a piece of broccoli, you know, you don't have to like be too concerned about what that ingredient statement looks like. Right. Yeah. So I think. I mean, some of us might check whether it's conventional or organic and where it was grown. <laughs> right. Besides the price. Yeah. But, and the date, if there's a date. Yeah. Um, and then another, another thing you'll, you'll be begin to see from us is where, um, we're going very deep in terms of sort of supply chain origin stories. We're kind of working on that element right now, but it's very important to us as well that, um, you know, we're sourcing really well. I mean, there's a big commodity global marketplace of nuts out there, but um, all nuts are not created equal. And, you know, there are different origins and varietals in terms of um, nuts as well. And so, you know, whether, um, you know, we're buying pistachios or pistachios just to give you a, for instance, these pistachios are grown in Greece and Turkey. That's where our pistachios come from. They taste different than California grown pistachios. They're smaller, they're greener. They have more of a pistachio flavor, a stronger pistachio flavor. So I think that's just like one example of how we really pay attention to origin and varietals um additionally i think it's it's you know we work with partners who are very focused on how they grow what they grow how they treat the soil from which the trees come and so you know i think in terms of sustainability and ethical sourcing and regenerative farming all of that is very much a focus of ours um and so really kind of getting to know our suppliers is is central to what we're doing as well and um 
we want to do a lot more in that area and we'll and and we'll continue to do so. Yeah, that was that is everything that we're hearing um shoppers and consumers want to know about. Um and I'm wondering how you would tell the story. Would you use social media? Um, yeah, I mean it's it's hard on packaging to tell to tell the oh, story. You yeah. really can um maybe a little bit, but I think it's it really comes down to um social media and your website opportunities like this podcast. I think that's, that's, that's what you have to do. And, um, and it's a focus of ours. So um, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I was wondering um, either in your past company or so far in this um, newer one. Um, well, yeah. When, when was it founded officially? South 40 snacks. South 40. So officially in 2018, we really launched in 2019. And as I, you know, as I mentioned for the first, what, three years of the business, almost four, we were only doing sunflower seeds. Okay. And then um, what does South 40 stand for? South 40, we just like the name. It's got a great ring to it. You know, it just looks, it has a really nice symmetry to it. (laughs) But it, you know, the South Forty is kind of a, you know, it's a, a American colloquialism. Sort of harkens back to the Homestead Act, you know, when people were uh, homesteading and they would refer to their South Forty or North Forty or East Forty or West Forty. It's just kind of the part of their homestead. But that's kind of cool. But we really just like the the name, and um, I don't know, it's got a nice ring to it, and it looks cool on packaging. Yeah, I do love the symmetry. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really all there is to that. Um, And how can retailers use these nut bars or um, fresh nuts and seeds to increase their overall sales or especially produce sales? I mean, all over their department. (laughs) That's the best thing. And they, and then, you know, the other thing is, I mean, you know, nut bars, I mean, it's, it's such a, a lot of retailers, um, are putting them elsewhere, you know, at the point of sale, checkout, at cafes, even in deli departments. And I mean, because it's like, it, it goes great on a charcuterie board or, um, you know, with a coffee or hazelnut bar with a cup of coffee. Oh my God. And a lot of retailers, they have, they have cafes in the stores as well. So oh, yeah. I think there's a, there's a lot of opportunity and um, some of the more, um, some of the, the produce buyers, they like that ring as well. So like, even if you're buying it elsewhere in the store, they get the ring, uh-huh. they get you know? So, um, yeah. so that's cool. You know, we like to, we like to see that, but I think, you know, I think it's, again, it's about merchandising and, and, you know, that's their specialty and, you know, we do our part by creating cool displays and, um, you know, merchandising vehicles and, they just have to find a good place to put it. That is true. Like a, I'm a frequenter of coffee shops and uh, there are times where I will see some nut bars or just quick things that are right near the register and they're kind of impulse buys. Yeah. You're just feeling a little nippy and you don't really want to get like a sugar bomb of baked goods at the moment, at least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you're like, well, this is kind of healthy. Absolutely. Yeah. Impulse. And they're, you know, and they're portable and convenient and they're not perishable. 
Yeah. Um, which is a, a very important thing. You know, they have a long shelf life and, um, you know, we use really, um, in the really good barrier packaging material so that they, they with, you know, they stand, they um, hold up for a long time. And, um, you know, I think that's, uh, that's important and that's appreciated by produce managers as well, obviously, because they're dealing with perishables all the time. Yeah. How should they be stored once they're back at the home? Um, No, no special storage. I mean, I wouldn't recommend, you know, putting them on the dashboard of the car in the summer and leaving it there, you know, for a long period of time, but yeah, no, we no. Special. want to eat something that would hold up well that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, no special requirements. Okay. So not the refrigerator or anything. Nope. Not necessary. Okay. Um, and have you, as far as e-commerce, have you seen anything? Are you doing that? Um, yeah, I mean, mostly just Amazon right now. So um, we're we're on Amazon, and it's um, that that business is growing nicely as well. So, and I think you know some of the retailers, some of our retail partners are putting it on their websites as well. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's pretty increasingly available online. How does that play into your overall strategies? Just like e-commerce, yeah. I think it's a, it's a it's a central component to what we're doing. I mean, I think in this day and age, you kind of have to be there, and um, and so it's 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 an important component for sure. And um, you know, but we have a, a pretty broad ranging go to market strategy. Um, you know, the produce piece is really about grocery. Um, that's the strategy and grocery, and we're sticking with it. Um, and that's, and that's the right place for us. But, you know, when you get outside of the grocery environment, um, you know, it's, it's going to typically live, you know, with bars or other, um, grab and go snacks. So. Okay. Yeah. Like in food service or are you going into other kinds of, what are other kind of markets that you're looking for? Oh, you name it, <laughs> you name it. We're we're focused on it. I mean, you know, whether it's, um, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of, um, you know, food service cafes, hotels. Um, you know, there's a lot of micro markets. Um, in fact, more and more since COVID, there's the, the whole sort of micro market thing is really um, taken off, and so you know, we're we're focused there as well. What is um, some examples of micro I've seen them at uh, like resorts or big ho- conference hotels. Yeah. Yeah. Or companies, you know, a lot of corp- corporations okay. have micro markets. You know, if you go here locally, we're in Seattle. If you go to, you know, some of the biotech companies or Microsoft or Amazon, I mean, they'll, they'll have little um, micro markets, um, you know, in their buildings and people are going back to work more and more now. So, um, you know, we're definitely focused there as well even like fast casual dining places and airports um you know there's a lot of a lot of places where this is a better alternative than maybe a cookie or an accompaniment to a sandwich or a meal um, that uh is different than a chip yeah so 
it, it's incredibly versatile that way. And so we are definitely taking advantage of that. Great. Yeah. Any final thoughts for the produce industry? Um, no, I mean, again, I'll just reiterate, we, we love produce. Um, we're really excited to be bringing something kind of new and different and differentiated there. And, um, you know, we welcome buyers who are, you know, obviously who are open and thinking creatively about ancillary items that they can add to their programs. And, um, yeah, keep an eye out for us. Great. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. You'd think when the cost of everything is up, the shopper wouldn't be buying a fancy nut bar, whether or not it's positioned in the produce department, where discriminating, more health-minded shoppers are often found. But Josh made an interesting point that buying a single bar can fill that need for nutty indulgence or just hunger at a lower immediate price point than a whole bag of nuts, which could be $10 or $13. Anyway, check out our other Tip of the Iceberg podcast episodes. In our last episode, featuring our partner, Zag Technologies, our co-hosts chat with Andy Tudor, president of AT Ag Consulting, about the simplicity of ag tech in solving problems, and that it isn't always actual computer tech, but any kind of new technology that solves a problem, from robot palletizers and sorting machines to organic apple coatings, and what it all means for labor. If you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button and rate us on your preferred podcast platform. And you know, it really does help us out. So give us a shout. And have you heard of our free professional development courses on produceedu.com? Our newest courses that are coming very soon have to do with organic certifications. And then we have at least three sessions from our West Coast Produce Expo and Sustainable Produce Summit. One of them has to do with sustainable packaging. Another one is all about food waste. And then the other one is about, I forget, but just go to produceedu.com and you'll see all of our courses. And we definitely already have a merchandising 101 course and a produce buying fundamental course and several others. And showing your course completion certificate after you pass the quizzes couldn't hurt when you ask for a raise or a new role or a new job. You can put it on your LinkedIn as skills or the education. And remember, again, it's at produceedu.com. And in this episode's show notes, you can find many ways to follow us for more produce information, news, tips, and insights. Thanks so much. Talk to you next time.